What's up? Welcome to the Big Ten and Rich Podcast. Me and Kenny tonight sets out. That's right. Just, uh, <laughs> just me and me and Ken Dog tonight. So uh, what's going on, man? Man, tired. Ready tired. for the ready for the weekend though. That's for damn sure. You have Fridays off still, right? Yeah. So it's like your weekend night. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Been a been a wild week. Trying to catch up from Snowmageddon week. I mean, that shit seems sucks, like man. everything at work is kind of like amping up to like it's like this whole month from like before Christmas until usually like mid January. If if like at my work at least, if there's no playoffs to be, you know, Titans playoffs to be doing anything with, it's like super slow and kind of you can kind of get a little lazy, you know, and kind mm-hmm. of. Work on things at your own pace, and now everything's kind of amping up. I'm like, ah, <laughs> well, not this gotta get year. out of that mode. Y'all got all kind of stuff going on right now, so yeah. And we'll get into that. We'll talk uh, about Titans hired uh, Brian Callahan. We'll talk about other coaching hires. We'll talk about last week's playoffs games, and we'll get into a little Marvel talk. Uh, we both, me and Kenny, both have finished uh, their latest episode or their series of Echo. And then, uh, yeah, so. Oh, just something I want to throw out in the universe real quick. So, I know we joked about it before, but like every time I go to New Orleans, I always get traffic tickets. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We've been talking about it, but I know we talked about it before. No, I but don't I, recall. Yeah, well, I get one pretty much every time we go. Oh, <laughs> why? Just It just happens. So I got two. I got two of them this time. Oh, man. One of them was a parking, like a, like a, like a, a parking meter. Which is like the one you ones you pay online. Yeah, I went out there. I, I ended up renewing the time like ten minutes after it expired. Yeah, I still got a ticket on my windshield somehow. Dang, they were waiting. Yeah, and then they said, "Oh, we got five minutes." I'm all. The other hang one out. was a other one was a moving violation, so it's probably running a red light or something. Who knows? But it was. You don't. You don't know. No, it'd been like an automated one. That's what they do. Typically, they got cameras all over the place, and this was mail you your fucking damn your, your fee. Yeah, that's wild. That kind of reminds me of something. I've been all right when you go to India. If you drive to Indianapolis uh, from here and you go through Louisville and you go across the river, they have like an automated camera thing that 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 because you have to pay toll fees to go over this bridge. Mm-hmm. And when I went up there this past uh, game in Indy, I've been waiting for that for a while, and I haven't got it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but I ain't got it, so I ain't going to pay it. And it's only like a couple bucks because it's tolls. Yeah. But, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe they didn't get a good shot of my license plate. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. We got. I didn't even realize we were... I guess I was following directions on Google Maps when we were in California. I guess we took a bunch of toll roads. I ended up, I think they might have charged the rental car company, so they charged us. Oh, yeah. It ended up being quite a bit, though. Apparently, yeah. I was on the toll roads the entire time. <laughs> but it was the fastest, you know, it was the fastest uh, option. You got to put the, that no tolls uh, yeah. option on Google. I know. But, when, yeah. I, when we went to uh, to Orlando and Disney World, there's a bunch of toll roads there. I mean, we only had to really go by 
one that I, can, that I know that, but it was it was kind of cool because it was a part of the interstate. You just kind of like went off to that lane, and then you would pay the toll, and then get back, you know, merge back on there. So it was it was fun. Um, yeah, the ones that in, we went to a certain part of Orlando, we had to go through there. The ones in California are automatic, so it's just like it. I it, hate ca- that. it, it captures your license plate or whatever. Yeah. You just go to a website. Yeah, and you pay it or whatever. So. Which is pretty. I think that's cool. Like it doesn't slow the. I'll forget about the traffic. It, <laughs> oh, I will too. And then I'll have like this two hundred dollar fee, and mm-hmm. you're like, "What is this? Oh, tolls, fucking tolls." Um. Anyways, uh, I guess we'll uh, we can we can dive into a little Echo Marvel talk real quick, and then uh, get into the NFL and all that. Uh, Watched it. It was like five, six episodes. Not mm-hmm. not like a super long series. It's pretty short. It's like the new. It's a new thing they're ta- they're doing is the, like like the Marvel Spotlight. I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So I think I've seen that. I didn't know what it was, but I've seen that at the beginning. Well, I think they're they, they're wanting to do like shorter series on like individual characters, characters you may not know, or characters that. We're only like side characters. Well, I would like that. You know, that that just makes me think I would like that because of how comic books are, how it's like there's like shorter series. Like mm-hmm. if they did a five, six episode series, like say of, say eventually when they roll out X-Men or whatever, and then say they have a series and they just do like the, the cartoon kind of thing, but like in more of a in depth or even like you said, these smaller characters, um, they can, they can do something that's not just overboard and, and just something solid like i thought this series was was all right like it was it was better than it was definitely better than uh freaking um the scrolls uh <laughs> why can't i think of the name yeah uh, secret invasion it was definitely better than a, a couple other series I, uh i don't i don't know i feel like it was kind of to me it was kind of in the same breath oh really just some of it like because like secret invasion could have been good like actually good. The whole thing they did with the super scroll at the end was dumb. And like, there was a lot of it. that just didn't kind of just didn't like make a lot it of seemed sense. Like it felt rush. It did. And like echo, like was kind of the same way. I felt like they, they did like the whole, like real, real rushed flashbacks type deal where they took a lot of scenes from Hawkeye mm-hmm. to show you like, Oh, hey, this is who this is, and but they really didn't spend a lot of time telling you like really why you should care about her relationship. I mean, they they eventually elaborated on her her relationship with uh, Kingpin, King, yeah, but not much with her own father. You know what I mean? Like just a little bit. Yeah, I did leave a little bit to try to figure out. Like her dynamic is, is kind of weird to me. That care at least how they have portrayed it portrayed it because I mean. Not really a big character, I don't think, in comics. Like, Mm-mm-mm. so you know, it feels like they're they're trying to, you know, make. I mean, I, for some uh, a character that small and trying to make a series and make them a main focus on something is kind of, I don't know. I that's like they they, they tied in a lot of the, the the Native American stuff, which was fine. That's that's well, that that's that's the deal. They're. Which and it and it's good on Marvel to do that, but they're you know I think they'll take those opportunities with like Marvel Spotlight and stuff like that to 
focus on characters that aren't normally represent you know what i mean like yeah so, and, I, and that's totally cool like so i think uh, that's really why to they, hit a certain demographic mm-hmm. and make you know say hey we have a superhero for you yeah, uh, which kinda, is huge a, yeah it's a kind of like and hope you hope they do it in a good way or in an accurate way but to kind of like enlighten people on certain cultures and stuff like that yeah and and they i mean honestly they had like this this was the perfect one to do that right because mm-hmm. she's sort of handicapped because her foot that's another she's that's another piece uh, uh she's deaf so deaf. sign language and then she's native american so it's like three major mm-hmm. like uh audiences you can hit there that are you know deal with their own challenges and stuff so well, and yeah that, that that's what i'm saying like think about any other superhero movie story you don't see a lot of deaf characters you don't see a lot of characters missing yeah limbs you mm-hmm. know what i mean so it's it's been and also like like native americans yeah so that's a whole that's a whole another thing so it's like it, there's a lot of underrepresented underrepresented groups that she is a part of so mm-hmm. so it is it is cool to see that and the thing is her character and i think a, a, another thing is like her character does tie in with ties in with daredevil ties in yeah with, with, Which uh, I love that scene in the first episode with her and Daredevil going at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was hoping to see more of that, to be honest. Um, I expected to. Well, some of the fight scenes in it were great. Uh, the, the the last two episodes, though, kind of lost me a little bit. Like I liked all four, like the, the first few episodes. But the, the thing with Kingpin, I'm like, I don't understand why it's... For me, it's, it's the, for me it was the story... It just felt disjointed. Yeah. And then, like, a couple things, like, like, her, like, being able to, like, I forget what it was that she, while she was, like, locked in that room, like, I forget she was able to, like, engineered some, like, I forget she pieced something together with just random pieces of something. I forget what it was now. But uh-huh. it's like, but I'm thinking, like, okay, now she's a man, like, now she's, like, Tony Stark now? Or, <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, yeah. She doesn't, have to be all these things. Yeah, they don't need to make her more than what she is. Like, mm-hmm. like she's a little little badass. Like, let her just be a little badass and like get into fights and shit. And uh, obviously tied to Kingpin. Yeah, she, and she um, wants. To, she wants to be in it, the equivalent of Kingpin. Yeah, but but the Queenpin. Yeah, <laughs> like she said it herself. Like, yeah. And it was cool to see. Like, I mean, she didn't really become a hero or anything at the end she's still kind of an anti-hero or even more yeah more leaning towards a criminal <laughs> you know what i mean so it is it was cool to kind of see like yeah. a story focused on like an outlaw yeah someone who's not really necessarily kind of like even, wolverine to an extent not even like she wants to do crime yeah <laughs> yeah i guess so you know what i mean is she yeah. like kills people not for pleasure, but for for financial gain. Yeah, that's true. So it's like it's like not the Punisher because the Punisher does things for for like you know moral reasons or not yeah. moral reasons, but like man, that makes me want to go watch that first season of Punisher again. Mm-hmm. So damn good. Yeah, he does things for principle. That's what that's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. So I and I know like so it it will be kind of cool to see like the dynamic 
of like what does the reworked Daredevil series look like and mm-hmm. how does the Punisher fit in, which I think I'm pretty sure they're going to keep the same guy and he's still going to be part of it. And how does Echo fit into that? Yeah. Is she gonna even if she gonna even gonna be like a big part of it? Probably probably not. Kingpin stands on his own. Like you don't need to have a bunch of side stuff with him, mm-hmm. really. I mean, he has them obviously, but there's just so much story there with Kingpin alone, and and it's you know kind of like them fighting the mob or whatever. But so, at the same time, like it's one of those things though. You got to understand too is like. We've seen Daredevil, we've seen Punisher, we've seen Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Yeah. At, at one point, all that stuff was not part of the MCU. Right. And even right now, I don't know if it, I still don't think it is, but it almost feels like they're trying to like renege on that. Be like, actually, that stuff did happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that was part of our universe. Because I mean they have they have the liberty. They can do it if they want. They can say like Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's that's more that's MCU canon. Like we'll, we'll mm-hmm. say we'll say that's part of our universe. Another thing that was kind of cool or I guess was kind of cool is that the warning before the hand. I was like, that's new. Uh obviously it's a little bit more grimy of a series, but um you know the the warning about violence. This this yeah. <laughs> kind of like hey, you know we're on Disney Plus, but this might need be, not be for the kids. Well, that was one of their first. That's the first series they've had with that. I forget what rating it had, but it was the first yeah, one they had saying. with that type of rating. So like, I feel like that's a good thing because like it's necessary, right? For certain things, like if you're gonna have like Daredevil, maybe not so much, but if you are ever going to revamp or reintroduce Punisher in any form or fashion. Yeah. It's gotta be like it's gotta be legitimate. Like you can't like you can't fluff it up. Well even, you know, we've talked about this before, even Venom. You know, if they Yeah, Venom Venom in his current iteration is just buddy cop. So if they yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if they wanna really do Venom <laughs> then it's gonna have go to go this different. route. Yeah. Right. But yeah, um, I don't know what's next for the series. I know uh, Marvels is probably going to be on Disney Plus soon. I haven't seen it. I know you have um, a lot of negative reviews on that, and I think you mentioned it wasn't all that really. But uh, it was there was some there was some funny parts in it, but the story itself was just not super intriguing. Like, yeah, they did go to like that's the main thing. Like at the end, like. They did, because the whole time you're thinking, like, where's the whole multiverse, like, angle? And it just was never anywhere. Something happens, they break into another dimension, okay? And it ends up being a different timeline, or a different... And that's the thing, I don't know if it's it's a timeline thing, or if it's a dimensional thing. But they end up at a different... One of the characters ends up at a different version of Earth. It was uh, Monica Rambeau. Hmm ended up in another version of Earth. I gotcha. And then her mom ends up being the one that's like helping her at the hospital, who's supposed to be, who died in her version of reality. Yeah. But obviously her mom didn't know who she was. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Cause he's like, I don't know. And I forget which character her mom even actually played a different character. So it wasn't even like the same. It was her, but a different. I yeah. Mean, I gotcha. it, but then like that, that was like their whole like X-Men tie in. Yeah. You might've even, I don't know. You might've saw it or read it somewhere, but like beast was the one that was treating her. Oh no, I didn't, and, but <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't even part of the movie. That was at the that was an end credit. Yeah, yeah. So the best part of the movie was. Actually I mean, like yeah, the, the best part of the movie, or the best part of some of these, have been those. Yeah. So, which so is you, so has Marvel kind of, kind of, I don't know, has Marvel kind of lost its juice? Right now, it has. Because the thing is, it's almost like they don't know what they want to do with anything. Because like, they dropped all these subtle hints about mutants in the current MCU. Yeah. But then we're all like, okay, well, where are they at? Yeah. You know, and then they, they drop the hint that Miss Marvel's a mutant. And, you know, in the comics, she's an inhuman. And if they want to flip it and make her a mutant and kind of like act like the inhumans aren't a thing in the MCU, that's fine because they're kind of, they're not that intriguing anyways. Yeah. But like, they do that and then they are like, oh, hey, y'all were wondering where the X-Men were. They're not even on this, they're not even in this reality. They're in this other one. <laughs> and you're like, okay, then why are y'all dropping hints about right this stuff it just i don't know what they want to do i kind of wish they would just be done with the multiverse stuff well i would too because they it seems like it's just not they're just not they're just not landing landing the plane with it well it's never launched if you really or even taken off yeah i mean i guess yeah because like it's it's almost like it started and ended with loki like i mean i think spider-man maybe had the best like angle but think think about well at least the well, most no. entertaining portion well, of it. Well, think about think about Loki though. Like Loki's whole thing with the TVA and stuff that was all encompassing. Yeah, that wasn't just like this small bit of time or this city or this plant. That what they did with the timelines in the TVA was the entire timelines. Yeah, all the the main timeline for everything. Yeah, and all these branches were. <laughs> different versions of realities like across the entire universe. Yeah. So the scale and the scope of it was like huge. So you're thinking, okay, there's no way that this can happen and not have implications in all these other movies. So you're waiting all these movies and stuff that come out after Loki. You're like, all right, we're going to see the effects of what happened in Loki and all the branching timelines. And you Mm -hmm. don't, you don't. Yeah. Like, the Spider-Man timeline thing was happened completely separately. Yeah. That happened because of a spell that Dr. Strange did. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it had nothing to do with anything in Loki. But to my, to my point, I just thought it was more entertaining than what they've done else with it. The the movie was more entertaining. It was a good movie. The movie was good. That's what I'm saying. The movie was more entertaining, but it was a pocket thing like it was a pocket yeah it was it didn't have any it didn't it, we never saw any effects of anything that he that they did in that movie in any other movie and then the multiverse of madness and doc with dr strange also yeah, that, had nothing to do with loki it kind of fell flat to, i mean it was all right i guess for a movie yeah, but because i had because america chavez was the one who could go through the timelines at will and you know what i mean so so like, yeah, and, so what i'm saying what i'm saying is like the whole multiverse Saga is not a like it's all these different, it's all these different 
characters and different ways of them traversing the multiverse. You know what I mean? Like yeah. none of none of it ties together. And the fact that like Loki didn't affect anything it makes no sense. It makes no sense because the thing is, because then he's si- sacrificing his entire ex- existence to this, and you're like, and nobody, and, and nobody no, nothing's happening. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, no, nothing, nothing changed for anybody else yeah. or anything else. And it's like, there's so, yeah, there's so many loose ends that they got to bring this together. Unless ASAP. they're just, unless they're just playing it like, oh, well, like y'all think nothing happened or think nothing's happening, but like something. And then when they actually bring it, you know, they, they bring it together and they're going to show you like, well, they this, need to do that now. <laughs> this caused this, cause this, this caused that, and that's what you yeah. want to see is like the cause and yeah. effect of messing with timelines, but like you don't see it. And yeah. I think that's why the multiverse things fell flat and why everybody's ready to just like, all right, what's the next thing? It's like, all right, get us to X-Men. All right, let's go. <laughs> because the thing is, I think that they made the decision at the, I don't know if they like changed it at the end, at the last minute or what, but like at the end of Loki and they're like, okay, we, they never put the book in Victor Timely's window. Does that mean that like King and the Conqueror is never a thing now? And it's mm. them just just closing the book on it. Yeah, and that could be a way out with, with their whole fallout with Jonathan Majors. Yeah, and it because I mean that doesn't mean which would suck. That doesn't mean that there's not different versions of Kang and this and that because the timeline is still branch is branched. Like there is no yeah, there is no sacred timeline anymore. So there's going to be a limited or oh, just multiple versions of you know Victor Timely or. You know, King mm-hmm. to conquer around, so it doesn't mean that just because that version never got the book, it just means that version didn't accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. It doesn't mean another one won't. Yeah, and that other version could be a completely different actor if they choose choose to go that route. If they feel like they've got too much invested in that storyline, but it's it's because to their own fault, it's gone stale because. Nothing seems to matter. Yeah. Now, the good part is though, some of the some of it has it was entertaining. Like so, the multiverse of madness, I felt wasn't the best movie, but it was different and it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Spider Man, I felt like it was very good. Mm-hmm. Both Loki's seasons were very good. I felt like yeah. So at least at the very least, on their own, there, there's some good projects. But you're just waiting for there to be the tie-in, and maybe that's their. Maybe they 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 did the tie-in thing so well originally. Maybe it set them up for failure later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was like they finessed the whole Thanos thing to perfection. Yeah, a hundred percent. So yeah, it's gonna be hard for them to to pull that again. I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, I have been. Fairly disappointed, honestly, with most of the newer stuff. Like Ant-Man last two and- years, for sure. Other than maybe you know Loki and yeah, that's I'll still, pretty much. And, then, and unfortunately, that's the unfortunate part. Like I'm still gonna watch it all yeah, because, it, because you know the nostalgia won't let me not watch it. <laughs> and they're not as bad as like a lot of the DC stuff spin, but it's like I only watch it. And the, at the movies and stuff, just because it's just something to do. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm not legitimately excited. Yeah, and your son enjoys them. Yeah, it's too. just I used to be excited when they came out, though. 
Yeah, now you're going into it with a lot of optimism, like, all right, we'll, we'll see it. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> and we don't, I mean, that's the thing, we don't even watch the stuff right away. Like, mm-hmm. like Echo, I think we we didn't watch that right away and <clears throat> didn't finish it right away. And same thing with like Secret Wars and all that stuff. Like, Yeah, I didn't either. Or Secret Invasion, I mean. Um, it's It's all, it's unfortunate. And you just kind of hope that like something strikes the fire again, like can like the fantastic four be something that changes the pace? Can they finally do yeah. something with X-Men? But it's like X-Men feels like it's like more than five years away at this point. <laughs> yeah. So who, who knows, man? Yeah. Well, we do know this. We know that the chiefs and Ravens are playing they are. this weekend in the AFC championship and the lions and 49ers in the NFC championship. Pretty interesting couple of games last week. Uh, to get there um way better games than the week before for sure the buffalo and uh uh, kansas city game was down to the wire and i feel so bad for bills fans it's like you it happened again (laughs) you're wide you missed the field goal to to tie it up and the chiefs are back in the afc championship for I want to they say just, Patrick Mahomes' fifth time out of his six years. They just keep getting washed, man. And this is the thing. like, It's one of those deals where like, I wanted Buffalo to win. Me too. But I would have never. And I actually I, I was kind of hoped. I kind of thought that they would, to be honest. I thought they had yeah. the juice. But if I was putting my money down, I'm not going to bet <laughs> against the Chiefs. So uh, I'm just not going to yeah. because I feel like it's just not in your favor to bet against Patrick Mahomes for whatever reason. Yeah, he's he just it's something about him in big games, man. He's well now his receivers are like not dropping the ball now, and that's that's been the main thing. Is like they had his receivers actually were reliable. Well, and I was uh, I don't know if I was saying that on here or on you know one of the other podcasts I've been on in the last couple of weeks, but. It, I was saying for the for the Chiefs to win and continue to win, they have to be perfect, and they have been. They they're like you said that they're not dropping easy passes, they're not doing stupid penalties that cost games, and that's how they have to play in order to win. Especially this weekend going to Baltimore. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, man. But once again, I, man, if I was to put money on it, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be on Baltimore. I feel like Baltimore yeah. has has, a, has the better shot. They've got the environment. Yeah, they've got the talent. They're playing great. They, their people are getting healthy at the right time. Yep. They got Andrews coming back. Like they got everything in their favor. Yeah. But to me, it's like none of that stuff matters enough for me to put my money on it. Yeah. I'm not putting and, my money. I can't put my money on them. But I will say I want them to win. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they won't <laughs> for whatever. Re- it's just well, I know that you, well, everybody knows the reason. So it's like, yeah, until somebody until somebody beats the Chiefs, I'm not gonna like breathe that sigh of relief. Yeah, and I mean, I'll say this about Baltimore: I was completely wrong. I know last week I said that I thought maybe Houston had a good chance of catching them off guard because they've been off two weeks, but they just came out and looked like they were fresh and better than ever <laughs> and dominated the Texans and um you know are now in the AFC championship and then um on 
the NFC side, the, you know, a couple of great games, the Lions and uh, Buccaneers. Uh, that, was good. that was a good one. That was a pretty good game. And then the 49ers and uh, Packers. Closer than it right. should have been at first anyways. Yeah, it that seemed, was, that, yeah. That was looking really, really dicey. Yeah. But the thing is, I think, I don't know, man, like the, the Green Bay was playing with fire, though. Like, Yeah, they were. And I think they were just taking people off guard. And I, I, I don't think that really. They caught rep- the juice, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's representative of the 49ers. Like, if the especially the 49ers have Debo, like, yeah. it is going to be a tough game for Detroit. Oh yeah, I am. I am looking forward to this week's games. Uh, kind of sucks now that we're down to like. I enjoyed a uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday playoff. You know, primetime games. Uh, so it kind of sucks that it's down to only three more games left. Period. Uh, <laughs> with uh, two this Sunday, and then of course the Super Bowl. But um, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm like like I said last week. I'm I'm in on the 49ers since I grew up a 49ers fan and kind of hoping that they're taking it all. It would be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad. I would not be mad. I like, I like them. I mean, them with the lions, it's gotta be NFC team, man. I don't want to see the chiefs or the Ravens win a super bowl (laughs) this year. Yeah. I'm with that. It wouldn't kill me to see Lamar Jackson get a super bowl just to, just to pump the brakes on some of his haters. But Outside of yeah. that, outside of that, I'd much rather see. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, NFC. I mean, you end up, you know, rooting for a bit of an underdog with the Lions, and I think well, a lot of people are not wanting the Chiefs in it because they feel like Taylor Swift's hijacking yeah. the Super Bowl. And uh, I'm with that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I think you have the the AFC is like the the anti. Like is the they're the villains and you got the heroes on the NFC, mm-hmm. um, especially with the Lions. It's, it's hard to root against them. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is, if the Lions beat can beat San Francisco at home in the playoffs, then they can probably probably have a good shot to beat any team. Yeah. So I don't, man. I just want to. I'm just hoping for a good game. I don't really care who wins that game. I just want yeah. whoever wins that game to win the Super Bowl. That's yeah, and that's the fun part of this. You know, when your team's out watching a good playoff game and kind of rooting Man. more for that than than anything else. Oh, Seth probably wasn't the biggest fan of last week, but I mean his his team. I would say over we were over expectations this year. Yeah, um, they they got in the playoffs and played pretty good. I mean, they won a game. Yeah, they won a game, and then you know they played pretty well against the Lions. It's just, um, they're going to have a lot of turnover, and they lost their offensive coordinator, which is kind of a, I guess, a good segue to go into the uh, head coaching stuff, where their offensive coordinator is now in Charlotte, where Seth is for the Panthers as their head coach. That's rough. It's wild. It's wild to hear. All right, you have. <laughs> You know, these, uh, somebody like a Bill Belichick out there, a Mike Vrabel, um, you know, everybody was super high on the Lions OC, Ben Johnson, and none of them have jobs right now. Yeah. And then here comes the, uh, the, uh, 
Atlanta Falcons out of no nowhere with Raheem Morris today. Yeah, man. And I'm like, why? Like well, you, you, he's been a head coach before, and he was just all right. Like I, I, out of the select the people you could have chosen that had a lot more, I guess, uh, on their resume. Um, it seems a little out there that they went went that route. But hey, man, they must, I mean, you know, they, they, that's why they do interviews. Yeah, they must have liked something. And, yeah, and so that was a little bit surprising for me. I wasn't surprised, however, with the Titans hiring. I wasn't surprised with the Patriots. What about Jim or, Harbaugh? Um, Jim Harbaugh, I, it was one of those things where you're like, if he if he's really coming to the NFL, the Chargers make so much sense. And that's got to be the most attractive team, too. And so you land a, a head coach that's been to a Super Bowl and has won a national championship and... I can see taking that team pretty far. <laughs> he's got they've got talent. That's the thing. Yeah. He's going to a team they that got a has, quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he's going to a team that way underperformed based on mm-hmm. their talent level. So I yep. think I think that's that's a big that's a big deal. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is like for him, it's probably like, you know, like I know they both want to win, but like they're both playing in the AFC, so like they're not there's no op- you know, opportunity for them to play each other in the Super Bowl or any of that, any of that kind of deal. Oh, him like, and his brother? Yeah. They actually play each other in the regular season next year, so that would be fun. Oh, that's cool. And, um, yeah, I think that with that team and, and the way he coaches, yeah, they're going to be – they're going to be – they're going to be good. And um, that, that division is going to be crazy if so because I feel like – even the Raiders with their head coaching hire, Antonio Pierce. I mean, he he had them playing lights out uh, at the end of the season. So the only uh, and then uh, the only one that's left is Denver, I guess, to try to all compete there with those teams and the Chiefs. And Denver, I mean, they're going to they're going to have to go through some some rough times maybe this this coming season. Um. And during that, to see if it pans out with Sean Payton, but I know Russell won't be there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, man. But um, and then you know the Titans hiring Brian Callahan. Some kind of expected that, like I said, and uh, thought that. And after hearing him today in the press conference, it seems like they got the right guy of what they are trying to do. They're trying to find a very team. They're trying to have a very like they use the word collaborative a lot, but like a, a team of a, of a group that works together and has the communication with each other. Nobody's really wanting to have full control, but however they did give Rand Carthon control, but um seems like they, they want to work together and not like a here's I'm getting this player. You're going to have to deal with it or anything like that. Yeah. And so it is, it is a learning a lot about the, it's a weird dynamic though for them to come out. And it is like a weird dynamic. Blatantly lay all this stuff out so like yeah. specifically. It makes you really I think it kind of like really shines a light on like a lot of the reason why Vrabel is not there. It's, it's, it's probably exactly 100%. what a lot of us suspected is like he wanted a lot more control than a couple people yeah. were willing to give him. Yeah, and so and and there's been a lot of stuff come out about, you know, 
it was he wasn't everybody's cup of tea, which you kind of figured that. But um, you know, even former players are saying certain things, and um, people in the organization are like, you know, we wanted it this way, he wanted it another way, and you know, ultimately the owner decided, hey, we're going to let let Rabel go because we want to do it this way. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They just better be right on this approach. Yeah. Because Rabel is a good coach, whether you don't like him or not, whether he's too much of an alpha male to, and wants all the control and, and all that stuff. Um, But he is a pretty good coach and, you know, took it to an AFC championship. And if the personnel was better on this team, probably would have, you know, probably would have went further in the playoffs uh, than they have or been to the playoffs in the last two years. But, you know, well, only time will tell if uh, this was the right decision. We'll see. We will see. I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, I guess I saw it going downhill as far as the um, – it's, it's just the record and things like that. I think tied – you know, the, the record's tied with probably a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. I think it was just like, they probably just looked at it like, look, this is just not how we want things to be ran. Like, yeah, she's had an idea of how her team was ran, and that was just not it, not the head coach being, you know, the head guy in charge. So Yeah, and, and Brian Callahan, like I said, after hearing him today, it fits exactly what they're looking for. He does come off as a very, like, they keep saying like modern head coach and I'm trying to define that, but um, he's definitely that, that mold. If, if you, you know, kind of like, a, I guess more of a, a person that's going to be, you know, your friend, but still have a little control, like, you know, like that kind of coach is not really going to be like a hard ass or like a, you know, they're not going to be trying to throw their weight around because they have a title or anything like that. Yeah. Um, probably can if they need to, but doesn't come off like that. So, uh, unlike Vrabel or, you know, he walks in a room and you're like, okay, he's a dude. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, he's definitely what they're looking for. And, um, you know, he was talking about how much he was, is, uh, wanting to fit and how he fits here. And, so we'll see. I think, you know, one thing is is they'll he'll probably do everything he can to get Will Levis right and, and be a be a good quarterback and so he'll he'll at least have all the opportunities to, to be a franchise quarterback, um, you know, with this coach. Well, I mean it's but, it's, um, it's we'll a see. good hire and they, they got the guy they wanted. That's the main thing, is like they didn't they didn't wait. Yeah. And when yeah. they when they interviewed their guy in person, they they jumped on it. So they didn't they didn't want to miss the opportunity. So yeah, I was surprised at Washington with uh, he mentioned that he was very very good friends or very close with Adam Peters, who's now the GM of uh, the of Washington. I'm surprised they. I think he did have an interview lined up. I'm surprised they didn't try to get him with. Um, with him having supposedly close ties to him. Yeah. And, uh, cause he mentioned that, you know, he didn't know Rain Carthon, but he has, he's very good and close with Adam Peters and kind of reached out and talked to him about him. And, and there's been a lot of really good things said about Rain Carthon. 
over this whole process too. And it's got me intrigued to see how well he does moving forward. And now he has the title and control of, of the roster personnel. And um, it's basically think, his, his team. I think like Amy has faith in him, but then also at the same time, like she said, like this, okay, this guy has the absolute power on this stuff. Yeah. So that means that he'll take all the praise for certain things, but then it also means he's going to take yep. all the blame for things. Yep. That's, it's pressure. Yeah. A hundred percent. Pressure makes not Throwing him though. in the deep end. <laughs> yeah. But from, you know, everything I keep hearing about him and, and I like him and all, but it's just like, you keep hearing these incredible things being said about him. You're like, okay, well, We'll see. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, but also he has a good he has a good track record outside of here. He, and he does. hasn't, and he yeah. has not. He hasn't had the opportunity to really prove much yet. Yeah, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, so it's like this is. I feel like this is his actual. This will be his actual debut. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this starting season completely will, fresh in, in definitely by next season. You know, by next season, you would think he's three years in. This team needs to be turned around by then. Yeah, they got their they got the new coach. They'll have a couple more draft classes under their mm-hmm. belt, and they got a ton of potential for free agent signings. Like, yeah, they've got a lot of stuff going for them. So, I'm, I'm thing, now it's kind of interesting to see who becomes uh you know the defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator, the staff. That's the main thing, and I feel like that's the thing that was probably the biggest key for them to make a hire. Is all right. So, like, based on our roster and all this stuff and everything you know about our team, like, what do you feel like needs to happen? What would you do in the draft? What would you be looking at in the draft? What would you be looking at on the free agent market? You know, Mm -hmm. what's what's your idea for like the way this offense is going to look and you know that kind of stuff. And I think that probably the plan that he laid out. For those things and like, hey, these are the guys that I want to bring in mm-hmm. as my coordinators and assistants in this kind of deal. I think that probably had a lot to do with it. Now, can he get all the guys that he wants? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe not. But I think it's yeah. just probably the way he had things laid out made him very desirable and probably like, and like I said, one of those guys that they just could not let walk out because they probably felt like, all right, this guy says, absolutely says all the right things. Mm-hmm. If he goes somewhere else to interview, he's probably going to get hired. We yeah. should jump on this. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, props to the Titans for, for getting their guy. And now they can maybe have a little bit of a head start on, on getting some of these, Maybe some of these head coaching candidates that aren't going to get a job that may want to take another job somewhere to be offensive coordinator, even though they've already been an offensive coordinator, like a Thomas Brown from Carolina. Yeah. I can see him coming in and being an offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach. And they had, he was only the only other in-person interview they had. So I can see them doing stuff like that. Uh, the, the defensive coordinator, we all know, you know, Callahan's an offensive guy and, and, has a ton of um, you know upside on that side of the ball, so it's going to be really, really intriguing to see what he does with defensive coordinator and how much um, how much that defensive coordinator is going to be like a head coach on that side of the ball. 
if yeah. you know so I would say I'm, I'm more intrigued very, about very, that very much so probably yeah you would you'd kind of hope that whoever it is would as much as he wants to have the hands on the offense he said he's going to be calling the plays obviously as a head coach you're going to have to deal with every part of your team you can't just spend all day with the offense you have to be a part of everything but I think that you got to find a strong de- defensive coordinator to kind of balance that all out too. Well, absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like the coach, now some some coaches are, you know, want their hands in more in certain things more than others. Some want their hands in everything. Yeah. But the way it works, as far as like being a head coach, from all the stuff that I've heard, is like really they need to be a business owner or a CEO or something more along those lines. Yeah. You know, they, they make decisions, but they have good people under them, you know, execute. Yeah. And a lot of that. And sometimes, sometimes that means deferring. Yeah. Like you, you, good, good leaders know when they have people, strong people in certain positions that, know more about certain things than they do. And, yeah, they leverage, and, and, they, and instead of, and instead of like having a power struggle, they leverage mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I think that's what the Titans want is to have a, you know, whatever the staff shakes out to be, to be a bunch of people that can collaborate and nobody gets to where they're like, Hey, I run this, you know, or I have control of this. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 they want to have people that can work together and accomplish the the ultimate goal and win games and win a Super Bowl. And if they need everybody to be on the same page, and that wasn't the case with Vrabel, and you know some of his staff might have been split, and they're wanting to completely avoid that at all costs. Well, it's one so, of those things. Like you, you want to see. I mean, as a I follow the Titans, but I'm not a Titans fan per se, but like, but you want to see them do well for a couple of reasons. Like obviously I have friends that are fans of the Titans and it's the local team, but also mm-hmm. like the rest of the division is getting pretty good. It looks like, so it's like, you definitely want the Titans to be in that mix because the, yeah, the, the, and the, uh, AFC well, South has the potential to be a pretty competitive division. Oh yeah, I mean, especially I mean the Texans right now. I mean, they they look like they're going to be set for a while. Yeah, the Texans are on the doorstep. Like, the, I think uh, the Jaguars might be going backwards. They might be. The, the Colts have potential. The Jaguars, yeah, Colts have potential. The Jaguars have enough talent to where they can they they can bounce back and at least be competitive. Yeah, especially since I mean they still have Trevor Lawrence, so and they got some good skill guys. So I think that they'll still be in the mix. Yeah, maybe not as much as we thought they would be, but like, it's, but just overall, like they have a they have, the 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 division has potential to be very entertaining, and it's always better if all the teams are pretty good. Yeah, because like think about like um, what is it the um, NFC North? Yeah, I mean, like one of the stronger that, divisions good, of the season. Yeah, and like that division's. Solid, you had two man. two other teams go to the playoffs. 
But then and then imagine like if if the Steelers were playing up to their potential and especially yeah, you like, had three teams in that division go in the ex- playoffs. Especially the Bengals. Like imagine if Joe Burrow was still playing at the level yeah. he was playing. Like you yeah, definitely that, that's, that's one of the harder divisions. See. Yeah, that's what you want to see, and they have a, the, the, has the potential to be that. It's just all yeah. the team, all the teams had to participate. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the Titans were the worst that this year. <laughs> In that, yeah. because they were every team was in the mix except for the Titans there at the end to win the division. But, um, I yeah, I think I think that that's that's going to be that's that's brewing. <laughs> yeah. But um, in, in a couple of years, that that division has the potential to be pretty. Yeah, because they all have young, hopefully young franchise quarterbacks that are going to be elite, and you're, you're going to be excited to see those games. I agree. Well, well what, what else is that? <laughs> is that, that it? <laughs> I, mean, I that think it. that's it, man. Hit all the points. Hit it all. Well, all as right, always, so you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Big Ten Rich. Like, subscribe, rate, all the review, all that good stuff. We're on Apple, Spotify, all the major platforms where you get your podcast. And uh, we'll talk to y'all all next week. Looking forward uh, to hanging out this weekend. Yeah, man. But we'll uh, we'll let people know how it goes next week. Sure. And be good. We will see y'all later. Bye.